Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Mr. Schindler's Neighborhood Podcast. If you haven't noticed, and maybe some of you have, the intro here is new, and it's actually Game of, Game of Thrones uh, inspired. So, comes from Game of Thrones. I would really like to know if anybody knows what exact song or what exact moment it comes from, because uh, it's recent and it's awesome, but... Love Game of Thrones, probably get referenced a lot in here. But anyways, this episode, you can expect, uh, I'm going to talk about the best thing I saw this week. I'm going to review math, what we did this week, and look at what's coming up next week. i uh, have a little quote. Uh, I'll be some football picks with a former student. And we'll end it after that. So I hope you guys enjoy. Best thing I saw this week involved my homeroom, so my class, and my daughter. On Tuesday and Thursday mornings, uh, Clara comes with me, my daughter, to school because she has preschool starting at uh, 8.15. So she's uh, lucky because she gets to come into my room uh, right away, you know, before 8 o'clock. And, you know, the, the bus kids that get dropped off first or get to come in the room. So she gets to hang out with uh, these sixth graders. And on Tuesday... Uh, she didn't really say much. I think she was more uh, taken back by the presence of these bigger kids. And uh, Thursday rolls around, and she totally came out of her shell. And uh, the best thing was that these my students that were in the room, the fact that they just they came up and they just started having conversations with her, you know, started um, just just talking to her, just sort of playing with her too. Uh, she was playing catch with uh, one of the students and. Um, you could just see her, like I said, start to come out of her shell. Like she was just telling them about all sorts of things. Uh, you know, Zion Williamson. She was talking about NFL, these football players. And it was just, it was funny telling them about preschool. And um, I can only assume that it's it's only going to get uh, better from here on out too. That she's just going to uh, start talking about everything. But I just thought it was really cool of my sixth graders to just sort of take my daughter and just sort of, uh, you know, make her feel welcome. So I thought that was, uh, that says a lot about, you know, the sixth graders as people that, you know, they're not just going to, a little kid walks in, they're not going to ignore them and, you know, make them feel isolated, I guess. They're just going to include them. So, uh, like I said, best thing I saw was just my class sort of taking my daughter and just, you know, let making her feel like she's part of the classroom. This past week in math, um, we continued with, uh, so on Monday, the order of operations from the previous week. So that was the PEMDAS model, you know, parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. And that brought us to Tuesday. Tuesday, we looked at uh, prime factorization. And I, prime fi- factorization is really fun. I think the kids really enjoyed it. And the reason we did that is because um, we used the prime factorization for the next topic, which was. Uh, finding the greatest common factor. And uh, I showed the students two ways they could find the greatest common factor. One being the traditional way of uh, making a list of all the factors of you know a number and then comparing that to the other number in their list and seeing which one is the biggest factor that they have in common. Then the other way was using prime factorization. And it was, a, in my opinion, an easier way because when you do the list, you're more likely to make a mistake because you're listing all the factors and it's easy to forget some. Where, when you do the prime factorization way, you don't necessarily have to know 
all the factors you can just break it down by like the twos and the threes and um it just makes it sort of a shortcut i guess you could say and that led us to today which is friday and for distance learning today uh, i had them focus on the greatest common factor again prime factorization again and then uh, factor pairs so factor pairs go with the prime factorization and that's just like the number 10 it's just listing the factor pairs. So what times what equals 10? So one times 10 is a factor pair, two times five is a factor pair. So if you're helping them at home and they're going through their IXLs that I assigned, those are the three things they're gonna be looking at, which leads us into next week. So we're gonna use prime factorization again next week when we work with uh, the LCM, which is known as the least common multiple. So instead of factors, like this week, factors you know are smaller or the same, uh, we're going to be looking at multiples next week. We're going to do the same, like factors, or excuse me, multiples of 8 would be, you know, 8, 16, 24, you know, 32. So we'll be looking at bigger numbers next week, and we'll be looking at the traditional way, which is making the list, and we'll also be looking at uh, the shortcut way, which would be using prime factorization. And then on Tuesday, we're going to be adding, subtracting fractions, and mixed numbers. So that's going to bring least common multiple back into it because we always got to find the least common denominator, which is essentially the least common multiple. And that'll be lead us to Wednesday, which Wednesday we'll review. I normally in the past few years have been, I play a Jeopardy game. Uh, still trying to figure out how that's going to work with me moving rooms, but should be able to do some sort of game to review. Thursday, we will take our chapter one test. And then that'll lead us into Friday for our distance learning. And you can expect that distance learning since we just took a test, it'll be still reviewing probably the um, least common multiple and uh, adding subtracting fractions. So that'll be next week. Also know next week we start our regular schedule. And I know I'd put on Seesaw about the snack being important. I think it is just because there's so much, I mean, lunch is so much later now that if they're not eating breakfast, that's just a long time, you know, to go without eating. So um, know that next week our schedule will be back to normal and uh, we'll just go from there. Uh, pictures are coming up on the 29th, so that'll be uh, the following um, Tuesday, right? Yeah, following Tuesday, so have a great weekend. My quote this week comes from a daily text that I get, and it goes a little something like this. And actually, the quote's from John Wooden, uh, arguably... I guess the greatest basketball, college basketball coach of all time. I might argue that Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski, has been. Nah, that's for a different day. Anyways, the quote goes something like this. If you're not making mistakes, then you're not doing anything. I'm positive that a doer makes mistakes. And this made me think of this school year, and I go, we're going to make a lot of mistakes. I mean, that's teachers, that's you know staff, that's, that's students, that's everybody. Just because this year is going to be so crazy, and so unique that, you know what, we need to be doers this year. We need to be willing to adjust, try new things. And you know what, if we don't, if it fails, I mean, if, if we make a mistake, then learn from it, adapt, and fix it. Because it's going to be a lot of that this year. So the message here is just be a doer. Don't be afraid to go out there and make a mistake. Because that's how we learn. Mr. Schindler here with uh, a familiar voice, um, someone who was on here frequently last year for our weekly football pick segment. Uh, since school started, I've been running into the hall and he's been 
asking to come back on. I think we're going to try to do this as much as we can, keep it short and sweet. Uh, every week we're going to pick five football games. So Brock Grable is back on with me, one of my students from last year. Brock, we're going to start with the uh, Saints-Raiders Monday night football game. Who you got? I am going Saints. After they beat Tom Brady and the Bucks by like 10 points, I'm guessing. Yeah, Something like that, yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Saints, yeah, and you know what, though? They're without Michael Thomas. Um, yeah, what did happen to him? High ankle sprain. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. It's at Las Vegas. It's at the new stadium. They're breaking it in. It's Monday night. It is sweet. It looks like the Death Star from Star Wars. John Gruden, Chucky, let's go. Okay, I'm going Raiders. You're going uh, Saints. Okay, next one. Patriots, Seahawks. Who you got? I got to say Seahawks. I mean, yeah, Patriots, they got Red Brady and everything, but they got Newton. Yeah. Newton's like, he's an MVP from 2016. He mm -hmm. can, I don't know if he can work that magic this season again. He looked pretty good in the first one. Uh, you know what? As much as I loved what he did last week, Cam Newton, it's in Seattle, I believe. So I'm going Seattle like you. So we're both picking the Seahawks. All right, your team, the Arizona Cardinals against the Washington, I don't know, the whatever, the football, football team, team of Washington or whatever. You so Siri, who somebody plays for, and it says the Washington football team. There we go. The Washington football team. Who you got? Cardinals. Cardinals. I can't disagree with you. I agree, Cardinals. I think Washington, I mean, they they're not that good. Yeah. All right, Ravens, Texans. Who are you taking? It's a big one. Yes, it is. Like, Texans, they played the Chiefs. I mean, Chiefs, obviously, they're the Super Bowl champion, so it wasn't really a shocker that when they won. But I think I got to go Texans in this one. Yeah, you know, you're talking – you just said they had the Super Bowl champs week one. Then they play arguably the best team from last season. I mean, the Ravens lost in the playoffs, yet, yeah, but they were the best regular season team. You know, and I don't think they can afford to go on two because with Tennessee's in their division. Um, but with that being said, Lamar Jackson looked really good last week. But I think with the backs against the wall, I do think the Texans are going to win, even though I, I want Ravens to do well because he's my quarterback for fantasy, Lamar is. So I'll go Texans with you. All right, Vikings-Colts last game. We're picking five. This is the fifth game. Who are you taking? I mean, it's Vikings we're talking about. They got crushed by the Packers. That was just, I don't know, shocker, I think. They're one of those teams you never know what's going to happen. Colts, very true, very true. Colts did win in their week one. No, they lost. Jaguars beat them. Really? Yes. So they're both 0-1. I was pretty sure. No. Nope. Huh. So who you got? Well... I gotta go with my my team, the Minnesota Vikings. All right, um, this is a tough one. I I never pick against the Vikings. Uh, I'm not confident in the Vikings whatsoever this year. But Philip Rivers, quarterback for the Colts, he is very uh, prone to turnovers. He loves to throw interceptions. Oh. He likes to fumble the ball. Um, Colts have a great offensive line. I don't know if the Vikings get enough pressure. Are they going to have to do it with their defensive backs? I do think Vikings win. I think it's going to be something like 27-21. Uh, yeah, that's my pick. It's, so it's going to be a touchdown. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. So uh, pick five games every week. We'll see who's in first place after the first week. Thanks, Brock. Go Cardinals. And with that, my watch has ended.